This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. Hey, I got a great business going on for you. We're going to do licensing. Their overarching LLC that owned the other ones was called Dynasty. Dude, <laughs> this sounds like a pyramid scheme. And they license out Tolman Media to people who operate their own business, their own LLCs under the license of Tolman Media. And they had dozens of these, uh, assuming? 60. 60. Wow. Okay. So they go, we're going to look at the country and we're going to break it into territories. And then we're going to start selling them. They would pay this person a upfront fee to buy the license. And this was anywhere from 60 to like over $120,000. Then they give them 5 to 10% of all their money. And within like, like six months, they had sold $4 million of licenses. I hate these companies. I think they drag our, our business down. Any of my couples who have heard about Tolman Media, about Glass or Images, whoever, they associate me with them. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared Haskell, again, here with my business partner and co-host, Jason McCutcheon. Jay, how's it going, man? It's going good. We, I wanted to talk about something today that's um, a little, it's some drama, some industry drama. So if you're listening to this, um, you're you're in for it today. But um, it's going good, you know, like we've been recording a lot of episodes um, for the upcoming season. So I'm like, I would say days are blurring together right now. Uh, they definitely are. It's uh, the off season for us. It's a little bit slower. So we have a lot of time to. Uh, At the time of recording. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So we have a lot of time to consider these things. Um, right now at the time of recording, there's a lot of um, things flying around our atmosphere. Have you noticed that lately? Oh, up in the skies? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's actual aliens or do you think it's, uh, you know, hobbyists? What's, what's uh, the deal? You're going to make me actually say what I think? Yeah. What do you think? I think that. They did something that got bad PR, and then they wanted to get good PR, so they started shooting everything possible at this guy. So I, I, I'm into it. I, I actually don't really believe in aliens, so it's not going to be as interesting as uh, not you know, aliens. Someone I mean, might think. I think it's probably everyone's probably all spying on each other, and this one time somebody who isn't in the government noticed it. Yeah, and then there's like you can't do that, and they're like, dang it, we have to shoot this one down. I I, I actually think it's it's probably like something like NORAD. Uh, they actually only scan for like airplanes or something. They only scan for like a certain type of thing. So then when they like had the one Chinese balloon come over, they're like, crap, that went over our whole country and we didn't even notice it until it was. Too- I bet a bunch and of then people- they, they went back. They're like, no, no, no. We knew it was there the whole time, blah, 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 blah. But now uh, they they kind of like changed their sensors of like what they can actually pick up. And they're like, Oh shoot. There's all these (laughs) things in our atmosphere that are just like, who knows what they are. Bringing it back to wedding filmmaking though. Yeah. Drones are next. They're going to start shooting our drones down. (laughs) (laughs) I would, um, you know, drones are expensive, but can you imagine how your, awesome that would your be? Your drone getting taken out by a, you know, a sidewinder, $400,000 sidewinder missile. (laughs) Hopefully that happens to someone. Oh, that'd be a great story. But it would probably like, I can't imagine he would even, it would just like take it with it. It's so light. Yeah. 
Well, it's just funny because I don't F- really know how missiles explode. The FAA, <laughs> the FAA is like, you can't fly over people, right? That's part of what part one hundred seven. You can't fly over people. You shoot missiles over them, though. but you can shoot a missile at it and explode all this debris, <laughs> apparently down onto the ground. Like that's totally fine. But yeah, because the government is doing it. But of course, they're anyways. experts at everything. Um, okay, so today, speaking. So of that ex- was our pop culture corner. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, speaking uh, of experts. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm looking at my phone because I want to get proper names, but yeah. I want to hear about the drama. Yeah. So if you are new to the wedding industry, um, well, welcome first of all, but second of all, you know, one of the things that will happen every couple of years, Jared, is like some company will come, right? And you know, there'll be a national company with like a ton of weddings, um, and then they'll like go out of business, or they won't go out of business, but there'll be some drama around like non-payments right like mm-hmm. people are like oh don't work for them they don't pay me like they said they would pay me in two weeks and they took 17 days sure you know and literally quite like half the time i'm always like oh my gosh shut up people like who cares like you've never been paid three days late give me a break like well like most uh, any kind of production companies that you work for that you send a bill to it's usually like net 30 right Here's the deal. It's just normal. If you come from commercial, you, you're used to getting paid. And so I, I think wedding filmmakers are kind of babies about it. How dare you, sir? Call yeah. our whole industry just full of I mean, I could call them, babies. I could call them unprofessional. Well, it, it, it is. I think it's just an adjustment to make because when you work in the commercial world, it's it's you're always working for your next job and you're always paid late. It's a weird thing. Maybe if it's set up now, it would be different. But- you're working in a in a world where it's like literally people used to cut checks and send them, so it was like well, they expected. have departments that pay you. It's not right. even like the guy who hired you right. doesn't pay right. you, so it's it's not even up to them. Yeah. So anywho, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. My point is only to say I don't pay much mind to it. Sure. It's just the thing people complain about, and like I get it, they're whining or upset because they need money, and so I get I, it. I, I would say it, it depends what the person told you. If they tell you, hey, net thirty, net sixty, net ninety. Uh, or we're going to prepay you. Whatever you discuss, they should be like doing what they but say. But still, like, I, to I just have... expect that you're going to receive it immediately after shooting, um, based on no conversations, I would say that's where people are babies and they should. Get well, I also think just like everyone out. makes mistakes. Like, sure. you know, you don't want like these very same people are late on their wedding films mm-hmm. and they don't want people. It's just, it's whatever. Sure. Like, all that to say. I don't usually pay much attention to people complaining about working with these big chains because I typically will try to see both sides of the story. Um, and you don't get it, so it's not really that meaningful. But every once in a while, a story comes up where you're like, the implications of the failure by the company are so significant that like it's not just a few payments, right? It's not just like you, they, you got paid four days late. It's like literally like couples are just going to not have a filmmaker and they won't even have any recourse and couples are going to lose their entire deposits or filmmakers might never get paid. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when I kind of take notice and I start looking because I'm like, that's when I start to think like fraud can be involved or, you know, just terrible business decisions, who knows, but some, some kind of really serious problem. And so currently the situation is this company called Tolman Media. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't talk. About, I remember, like, we could have done a podcast on um, 
years ago, there was like a situation with uh, this company called Copper Stallion Media, and I was looking at a post by Matt Johnson, and he's posting, and he's like, hey, I found my stuff on this person's website. I believe it was also like White and Reverie was on this person's. So this guy, what was that guy's name again? Um, oh, man. He has, it's three Jesse names. John something. Yeah, Clark. Jesse John Clark. Is Je- that his name? John Jesse Clark, maybe. But Jesse Clark, that's, that's his real. Yeah, name. so this guy, Jesse Clark, is this like serial scammer, right? He actually got like litigated against in Massachusetts. He goes around the country, basically books all these weddings yeah. and just doesn't shoot them. He books them on a fake. Well, that's what he did in Massachusetts. He booked a lot of weddings, didn't deliver on it. The attorney general said you can never work in Massachusetts. He did again that on a bunch of places. Because he, sh- yeah, I think he actually shot the weddings and then never even delivered the footage mm-hmm. or then he went out a bit. So it was like, it was one of those guys who you hear about these horror stories. Yeah. Like, and like he actually has a lot of different businesses he starts yeah. basically with like not profiles. Yeah. He'll get like a profile in a state and then he would like start a business yeah. called like Good Weddings Inc. Yeah. And then so eventually this company with Copper Stallion Media, there's a big drama where this bride or like the, the group, bride died and yeah. the groom called him and said, hey, my wife died in a car Give me accident. my deposit back. Could I have, you know, the money back? And this guy said no. Well, he uh, wasn't. He didn't just say no. He was like really antagonistic. not my problem. He was really antagonistic. Well, it, it originally was no, you can't. And then the guy was like, what the heck? He was like, my wife died. You're not going to give me my money back. Like just bad PR, right? And then the groom's friends started calling, like writing bad reviews, which if you don't give a deposit back due to that, to- people are totally entitled to trash you on the internet. Like, and that's the thing. Like our lawyer always says like, what is legal? And then what is right? Like they're two different things. Like yes. you can, you can pursue the law to the nth degree, but you will come off like a D bag. And that's just what it is. Yes. You can, you can say my contract says this, but sometimes that can be the right move. Sometimes that can be the D bag move. So like, you know what's the decision? I mean, clearly he made this guy's a, a d bag because, like, he's literally like, what you'll always find with these guys, it's the same thing with uh, the Tolman situation. Is when you look into them, they're the type of guys who have videos where they rent Lamborghinis and then pretend to own the Lamborghini and tell you how to buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, the cheap and rappers. He had like videos of like him like fake traveling in jets and like it was. He, he's trying to sell a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. He 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 wants to be. And like a guru. Yeah. He's like a cl- classic fake guru. This guy at Copper Stallion. That's what you're saying. That well, guy. also Tolman people. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so this guy, you know, Tolman guy, or a Copper Stallion guy, the big drama around that. Next, I think like last year, there was, um, I don't know all the background behind it, but Glasser Media up in like the Minnesota area, like went bankrupt and screwed a lot of couples out of their deposits and you know, Petit I, Four is another one. Yeah, they went bankrupt. Um, so, so like in all these situations, there's differences. So that's what I want to be clear with before we talk today. Is like I'm not anti-national brands. I, I think the conversation of needs to be had about like is are they needed in the marketplace or are they not? Why yeah. do they exist? Like, like what you know? What can you if you really don't like them? What could be done about it? Yeah. You know, and like also knowing like every one of these situations was different. Mm-hmm. They all like like you have like Jesse, whatever his name is, Jesse John Clark or Jesse Clark. He's an actual criminal. Mm-hmm. He was like scamming people, stealing from people, like literally like pretending like using white and reverie to book weddings. Mm-hmm. That's not a good guy. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't know. Like I from all I've heard from Glasser Media, he just got out over his skis. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he made some mistakes, bad business dealings, bad decisions, and then, you know, he got into a position. Right. Right. This situation is really interesting with Holman Media. Sure. Do you want to know the background? Yeah. T- tell tell me and the audience. I know a little bit, but you, All right. you, you tell me the whole thing. So when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I am going to make a video about this. And I'm yeah. working on like an expose thingy, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm still like thinking through it because I don't want to be a person who just trashes on people. And I don't know. It's like important, I think, to be precise when you're dealing with this type of stuff, not just for legal reasons, but also ethical reasons. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to be saying these people scammed people when they didn't, when they just were dumb and they made mistakes. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I started looking into it and I wanted to see if there was commonality between Copper Stallion, Petit Four, Glasser, right? Are they doing the same things? Can you call this um, the name of this expose? Can you call it public exposure? Yes. We, you, you can, you have the, you can edit it. You can edit, I, log I would, in and I think change that would the be name. brandable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like anyway. Yeah. And or so Jason exposes himself. I'm not exposing myself. I'm, I would be exposing. Jason exposes his friends. Tolman Media exposed. Yeah. Okay. Brian, Brendan Tolman exposes himself. Yes. Okay. That would definitely get you sued. Good. Oh, um, good. Yeah. So I don't we want. We could use. Yeah, we could use that. So, so anyway, it all got started, the drama, when I, someone posted in a group this video of Brendan Tolman saying a video he sent to all his contractors. Didn't it start with people just not getting paid and they were well, like, what's for me, going on? What started for me. Okay. Okay. But I heard, I heard that people weren't getting paid even they weren't. before that video. They weren't. People were like, Hey, is anyone else experiencing this? And it was like, Oh yeah, I did. Oh no, I've been paid. It was a lot of back and forth. That's where it kind of started for me. I didn't hear anything about it until I saw the video. Okay. Okay. Then this video comes out. So Go this ahead. video comes out and he's like, Hey guys, like a lot of you are having situations not getting paid, but don't worry. Um, you know, first of all, in the video, he says, I got scanned out of a million dollars. So there's a lot going on behind your scenes. The old owner left and took a million dollars from me. And they're like, what? That's a weird thing to tell everyone. And then he goes, um, but don't worry, a booking season's coming and we'll have money to pay you. And I'm like, that's not how that's supposed to work. Right. Like there's just a bunch. I'm like, where did all the cash go in the business? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy, right? Like, you you book something, you, you have money, mm-hmm. you should have margin in your sale. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So then I'm thinking, like, I need to figure this stuff out. So the first thing I, I start doing is, like, I start asking people who have not been paid. I'm like, tell me about their business model. So Because I've always heard, like, I've always assumed, Jared, that these people got paid nothing to shoot these weddings. The The... Contractors. Yeah. If you work for Tolman Media, you've assumed that they get paid. You pennies, know. you know? Yeah. Well, that's not true. Yeah. They get paid pretty good. Yep. Like 70 to to $100 an hour. Right. Well, that's yeah. good for the industry. That's good for people that are breaking into the industry who want to get I mean, paid and learn at the same time, Maybe it is, right? or maybe it's not. I don't, I think it could be bad, Okay. but we'll get into that. But, so I'm start finding out, okay, so their margins are not good, mm-hmm. right? That's the first thing I'm looking. And then I'm like... Where does all the money go? So I start looking into everything. I did a Zoom chat with uh, people. I was like, hey, if you've been affected by this, come to this Zoom chat. And we, have, we had man- managers, um, all these different people, and they're kind of outlining how this stuff works. So I'm realizing, like, there's a lot of 
money leaving early. And so at one point, somebody sends me this, I go down the rabbit hole and I get a link to the Bigger Pockets podcast with guests, Brennan Tolman, and then this other guy, Nick Crone. And um, and so I was calling Nick Crone a uh, man bun. And so Nick Crone is on there and Nick Crone is like the business guru who's like helping this, you know, wide-eyed kid filmmaker start this business. And so this is where like my empathy kicks in a little bit, right? Because this is how these people meet, Jared. On the podcast, this is a million subscriber podcast on YouTube. They probably have even like more on, you used to listen to Bigger Pockets, right? Well, Bigger Pockets real estate podcasts. I think this is the business business podcast. Like yeah, but, that start but Bigger Pockets is like yeah. a big, huge, huge entrepreneurship brand. Massive, yep. And, and so they have these guys on the show. So that's what I'm like, what the? They made $4 million, I think, in 2019. Right. Of, of, and I was like, how is this possible? This is crazy. You know, and. What is their business model? Yeah. Right? And so I started looking into, because this guy, like, I, I got to tell you how they meet each other, because this will set it all up. He goes, yeah, you know, like, I was a college, I was in a college class on entrepreneurship. And Who is this? Brennan. Brennan Tolman, says, okay. I, was, I was in a college class and, and. I had to go in, find someone who's selling a business, like open up the paper, find someone selling a business. And I don't know if you had to interview them or try to buy it. I don't know what it was, but he calls this guy who's selling a digital marketing business. And the guy goes, actually, I don't want to sell it. That basically, that was a lie, but I will sell you a course for $2,500 on how to do digital marketing. Yeah. That's how this, these, and so Brandon Tone goes back to his school and is like, Please give me twenty five dollars. It'll help because he had a job in the school, a marketing job. Please okay. give me twenty five hundred. It'll help me do so much better marketing for the school, and the school pays this guy Nick to to teach Brendan Tolman digital marketing. Weird. So he tells this story. What kind of college is this? <laughs> well, also he's literally just like they got they got to know each other based on a lie. I know, but like it just okay. So the school wanted Brandon to go. It to was a man who, who was selling a company, Brandon was just going to ask him Brennan, questions. not Brandon. Bra Brandon. Yes. Brandon. He, well, it was a two-part thing. Yeah. One, it was a class. And then uh, within the concept of his school, he had a job for the paper okay. of digital marketing. Okay. So he was like, oh, I found this guy who will help me make crazy. Was but, he supposed to buy the business from this guy? I don't guy know. As don't like get a, into that. I don't know. It's just weird. The whole thing just seems like, what? Like, like maybe you're supposed to interview them and say, like, okay. why are you selling it? I don't know. I don't know. The opportunity presented itself. He Man took, Bun decided, Crone decided, oh, this guy is actually a honeypot. Mm -hmm. uh, basically. And I can take advantage of him. That's what maybe, it seems oh, like. Maybe not. Maybe it's, I'll assume good intentions. Well, maybe years. he's just like, this is a good hungry kid. I'm going to mentor him. Maybe we can start a business it together. Was, no, no. It was years later. Okay. So years after they got to know each other, they were like, he didn't view that as a red flag. They were friends. Actually, what's okay. funny on the podcast, that guy goes, oh, so that's a great way to sell your course. He's like laughing, like making fun of that. I, I heard some of this podcast. And it he, was like, oh, come over to my house and help me pull weeds. And did you, re uh, did you listen to that one? Was yeah. that the same one? I listened to two. But, but he goes like up. this. The kid goes, uh. The, the guy, Nick Crone, when he's talking about how he got to know him and convince him to give $2,500, he's like, Someday you got to get grungy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that does not like age well. Like, So eventually, years later, Brennan is starting this 
has a photo video business with his wife. Yep. And he's, you know, I would say low priced, you know, probably selling $4,000 packages. They got into it. She's doing photo. He's doing doing pretty good. And he's like, I want to do more. Kind of the journey of building a studio. They Mm -hmm. start trying to contract out and build this little team. How do you do business, right? Brendan's probably not a, a, a... did he graduate from I don't school know. or whatever? I like, think he was like a eventually, business major or he something. He eventually had like a team of like 10 or 20. Okay. He's doing really good. They're having like 80,000 sales months. You know, they're doing good. So this guy's like hovering, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can come in and help you. Yeah. Oh, come in and help me with my business. So yep. he gets involved. And like, this is where things get crazy. He starts like encouraging, like saying like, oh, these, we're not making any money. Which means I'm not making any money, mm-hmm, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, they're eighty thousand, hundred dollars. Like we know, like this business is expensive to operate. Like the margins are not super incredible if you want to pay a bunch of people in wedding filmmaking. Yeah, right. That's why we're not rich. Right. Right. And so, so this guy's like, you know, he's like well, after six months, blah blah. And I'm like, it makes me think like, is this guy really a guru? Because he's literally trying to like turn this thing into super. Like six months, he's already pissed. Mm-hmm. Like this guy has no patience. He has no plan. So he starts pushing. He might've had the plan already from the beginning. Maybe not a plan, but I mean, I think a lot of business people are pretty impatient and they want to make money as fast as possible. I don't know about that. I think most people have read the actual business people. Like that, that's what these like capital companies are. These capital businesses. If they were a real business guy, they wouldn't have bought a wedding filmmaking company. (laughs) Sure. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? This guy's just a fraud. Is he the? Is he one of the guys that you always get Facebook requests from? Like, hey, if you just do take my course, then you know I can help he, you make more sales. He, I just got an ad for that this afternoon. Yes. I was asking you who this person was. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's like a he's, okay. he's just like a scummy guy. Okay, and, and so the guy goes like, "Hey, I got a great business model for you." Mm. And this is where everything gets crazy. He goes, okay. "We're gonna do licensing." Okay. We're gonna do licensing. Yeah. Like and it's and and like so they start talking about this. Like licensing is the best. Franchises suck. Licenses are best. Franchises suck because you have to manage it and monitor it. And someone can lose it if in like if if they don't do things the right way. And that's bad because we're looking for a zero liability, zero touch. That's that's the word, the liability thing. That's what I thought. Zero touch too. Like it's the classic like make money while you sleep. It's like it's a freaking service. Make money while you sleep, and it's if something goes wrong, oh, it's not my fault. It's their fault. When he goes like this, whatever. We're moving into become a technology company because (laughs) he brought this guy on Nick to help him develop this because he had a like portal to like get contractors to take jobs. Mm. So the first thing he does is develop like this bidding portal where people like bid over jobs. Well, that actually ended up going away, but they developed this like technology to help filmmakers, you know, Oh, who wants a date? Yeah. I want this date. Right. So it's like, we have this proprietary technology (laughs) and then like, and then they're like, okay, then we have like our training. We're going to, we do like training. And so hell, hold on. You know what this guy reminds me of? He reminds me, like, he should be on an episode of Silicon Valley. Yes. <laughs> He's like, we're changing the world through wedding film technologies. <laughs> right? Well, that's, he's like, we're not, we're, we're not, we're a technology company. Right. right. And I'm like, you're not. T-. And so what's funny is, like, I went and took a bunch of their trainings. Who's training? Tolman Media's trainings? Yes, yeah, because I got access to their contractor portal. Oh, oh, oh. So, like, what they send out to contractors. Oh, yeah, because they're. Okay. But it's really for the licensee owners. But we'll get mm, to that. Okay, okay. But like, you know, I'm right, looking at their training. Right, because you can't, you can't 
tell a contract if you're a company you can't tell a contractor technically what to do well i'm not sure that they really understand those laws but we'll get to that too okay so i i took their training and somehow stumbled onto their licensee training course and so when you before we tell their licensing i'll tell you what their model is that they trained say they were trying to sell you a course on how to set up a licensing business Okay, so me as a wedding filmmaker? You as an anyone. They're trying to break out. So they have a separate line of business. So you could literally be like our parents Mm -hmm. who are like- Pre-cutting company. My my dad who's like, I have an extra $50,000 laying about. Uh, You know, I'm at the end of my career. I want to invest it in something. You could invest it in Tolman Media? Well, that's for Tolman Media. No, but they were also teaching courses on how to run a licensing business. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so that's how to become Tolman Media Part Two for like for a company the tree like ours. industry. Okay. Or okay. For any industry. Okay. And so I, this is their model that they teach everyone, and this is the model I verified they had. Okay. They have a big uh, LLC separate of all the ones, and it owns a HQ. Okay. In their case, they have, and you won't believe the names of these companies. So they're, <laughs> they're. they're their overarching LLC that owned the other ones was called Dynasty. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it sounds like a pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid scheme. Oh, okay. And then great. And then the comp- <laughs> and then the company that they owned, which where they had their president of Tolman Media and their sales manager of Tolman Media and their manager manager. And this is the model they teach. You have yes. a president, sales manager, manager manager. Yeah. In that is called that was called Empire. Mm-hmm. And that's Tolman HQ. So they have Dynasty and Empire. Great. <laughs> it's so bad. Great. And then from there, you have your licensees. Okay. And that's like your dad wants to start a wedding filmmaking company. He has 50 – like, and so – So but, why would you structure – okay, so just – I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably business-minded or you just love the, the recent tea. Some hot goss. Want to, want, want want you know, chime in I on did the, the work the for you. Tea. I took the courses okay. on Tolman so you don't have to. Let me Let me just – Get this into my brain. Okay, so you have um, M- no, not Empire Dynasty. Yes, LLC that owns Tolman Media, which is Empire. probably just Empire. Yeah, but but the DBA is Tolman Media. Yep. And then from there, you have your licensees. Yeah, and they from license Tolman out Tolman Media. Okay. To people who operate their own business, their right. own LLCs under the license of Tolman Media. And they had dozens of these, uh, assuming? 60. 60. Wow. Okay. And so what they start doing is- And these like, are all just areas of he's, So they go, the we're going to look at the country and we're okay. going to break it into territories. Yeah. And then we're going to start selling them. And this is when I'm like, these people are screwed. He says, you know, the first one took forever to sell. We're so anxious. Mm. And I was in like 30 days- that was forever for mm-hmm. these people. Again, mm-hmm. dude, I, you guys have no experience. So clearly you have no patience. So but, to buy one of these um, uh, companies, someone would have to give them money? Mm-hmm. So this is how uh, they sold it. Yeah. So they would go to your dad yeah. or to DJ yeah. or whoever. I don't know how yeah. they got the marks, but they would find a mark and they'd go to them and say like, hey, we have a system that's tried and true. It's a technology company. It's yeah. not wedding filmmaking. Yeah. Tolan Media is a reputable brand. You don't we have are, to know anything about it. We take care of that for you. don't have to know anything about it. We're just going to give you the system. Okay. And you just take the system and you can operate your business with Tolman HQ as your support. Yeah. And so we'll support you. We'll give you this training. And like essentially what they would do is they would pay this person a upfront fee to buy the license. And this was anywhere from 60 to like over $120,000. 
for the territory value. Um, and they would always quote, like, there's 2,000 weddings there. And I'm always like, dude, there's way more than 2,000 weddings. Like, they don't even know the industry. Sure. Right? And so then they would pay them. They're looking at something like the wedding report. and just Not even. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where they got their numbers from. They're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they got, um, then they give them 5 to 10% of all their money every year in perpetuity. Okay. And they have That's to. That's not a lot, right? Yeah, no, not a lot. And then they have to pay minimum certain amount. Like I think he said four hundred, but probably a lot more. By the time we got all the crap hit the fan, they have to pay a minimum um, marketing spend. Okay. To keep the license. So locally, did they have like like that's like not in wedding wire? Not or, sure. Or Instagram. Uh, it, or... my, my guess would be since this guy is into digital marketing, mm-hmm. he would just give them like Facebook ad templates. Sure. And the person would have to spend like. But like you know, like if you're running it and yeah. it's your business, yeah, four hundred dollars doesn't go as far in freaking like I don't even know why they would set this up. Like Idaho's four hundred dollars is not New York City's four hundred dollars. Right, right, right. So um, maybe it was different per. I mean, I don't it wasn't. Know. I yeah. think they're just dumb instead of a dumb business. Clearly, because it failed. Okay. So like and so like they're just start selling these things like hotcakes. Right. Right to all random people. And within like, like six months, they had sold four million dollars of licenses. Wow! Based on doing at zero wedding films. No, he had done wedding films. Tolman Media was a real company. Well, no, no, no. But but they did not. They made four million dollars off of just licensing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Only not, licensing. Not, not editing, not shooting, not doing anything. There. Yes. So they have a four million dollar bank account based on just selling the technologies to mom and pops. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe some filmmakers, roughly. some photographers. I don't really know. According ex- to this podcast. Yeah, 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 roughly. Yeah. And that was in 2019. So, okay. And so, Good you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, except they for have an idea. Their business model is destined to fail. Okay. Well, the, that was the end result. So. Yeah, because the de- it's destined to fail because the people they ended up selling it to actually need oversight. And actually, wedding filmmaking is hard. And you can't just... And so here's the... Uh, the so it worked. I mean... This this interview that you listened to on Bigger Pockets, this was 2019. That was in their peak. This was okay, their peak. Um 2020 pandemic hits. I mean, they lasted until 2023. Mm-hmm. Was it due to the pandemic or what what happened? So, uh, here's what I think happened. So, the, their business model And this is just for, for the license based on cuz cuz we haven't been able to talk to Brennan, 100%. like this, now we're getting to speculation. Okay. That's just according to the podcast. This is the other thing is based on what they said. Okay. I looked at their training material and I listened to interviews. Yep. I'm only going based on what they said. Yeah. Except for the part where I assume that guy's a douchebag. That's just my analysis. <laughs> um, I, well, I, I do feel bad for you Brennan. You think the man bun didn't give it away? <laughs> the, I feel bad for Brennan. I will say all of this. Yeah. I think he's naive and laying over his head. I, I feel bad because I think you'll see in the story that like he did try to make it right, but he mm-hmm. just couldn't. And so this is where speculation happens. So I started looking. I'm like, Based on that model, how could you ever go out of business? Right. You're just making money. Right. You don't spend any money. You just make it. Anyone I bring this up to that is like, yeah, this is interesting. They're like, they did how many weddings and how did, would they ever go well, out in of 20, business? They did like over 4,000 weddings in 2023. That's insane. Well, like, 2022. 2022, sorry. Right. But, but, like, but forget about that because allegedly Tolman Media is not even the people. They don't have any cost. They have no employees. 
Right. They're, they're just the licensing just company and then they just collect nothing. the five to 10%. So how would that company ever go out of business ever, ever? Yeah, it, like it, you would think that if something went out of business, it would be the individual. They had million dollar territories. Right. That were like generate and they're getting 7% or something, 70K to do nothing plus yep. the fees. Cause they would tell people like, oh, you want to buy in? Oh, I do. I do. But I don't have 80K. You know what we can do? We can finance that for you. Mm-hmm. It'll be free financing, but really it's just monthly payments. Yep. So they're building up this massive pile of like $5,000 monthly payments to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I will say I didn't find that their podcast, Hobo oh, Entrepre- the Hobo Entrepreneur. Okay. And um, it consists of them buying a limo and doing interviews inside of a limo. <laughs> they bought a limo? Yes. Or they didn't rent it? No, they bought a limo. Yeah. That's one of the, like, so it's just like. Their entire thing was like, we're super successful. We're gurus. Everything from like that kind of stuff to starting a class to teach you how to run their failed business model after one year of running it. Okay. Like, just like, like there's just some, the hubris abounds, right? And so. Well, so, I, that guy who said that, you know, uh, we're, we're the most, <laughs> what do you say? What's that negative? The most arrogant. The one neg- negative review we have. We have two. Uh, we, we have reference. two. Okay, good. We're making our way up <laughs> yeah. in the world. One of them's three stars, though. So it's not so. Ah, that's not too bad. But one, you know, so he would definitely write a bad review. Most arrogant, you know, podcast. They're most. The world. They're the most arrogant podcast. Yeah. Apparently. So they're they're the most arrogant podcast in the yeah. world. Take that. Take that. Because they're out of business. <laughs> so th- what I started looking into is I'm like, where's the money? Right. How are they out of money? Yeah, yeah. And, and so the first thing I could think was, okay. So the whole entire point of their licensing is they have no employees, right? The licensee has no employees because yes. in their model, it goes like this. Was it just the two of them? No, the licensee. Yeah. The person who buys a license from Tolman right, right, has right. no employees. Yes. He's like, oh, it's great. You have no employees. You have a salesperson who you pay a commission. Yeah. How do you, they... have, okay. you have a manager. And I was like, how do they get paid? I got to figure that out, which okay. I did. And then they have co- cl- um, shooters. Contractors. So, who edits? Um. Well, I found out, which I'm not, I think they own the company, but I'm not totally sure. Okay. But they have a connection in okay, so you Croatia. Know. Okay. Okay. I think they own the company. So they might, they may or may not allegedly own a company overseas to do the edits for mm-hmm. all of Tolman Media, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, no one so knows they were, who owns it, though. I think I've heard that they own it. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. But like, but, but basically, so they, they basically, are also paying themselves that way, mm-hmm. which is funny. But um I mean it just quadruple dip, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the end in the end so the licensee people are like, oh, you have to use our and it's crazy. So anyway, okay. Still doesn't make sense to me. So I start looking, okay, where's the money? Like what would happen? The first thing that would happen is that your cost would outpace your earnings and then you would the the licensee people would not have the money to make their monthly payments back to Tolman. And then they Tolman would also get no or well, sorry, Dynasty <laughs> would also no longer get these five to seven percent because there's no money. Right. And so what I was like, how could that happen? So I started looking at their model, right? The first thing you'll see is salespeople, I think I heard they were getting from like two to four hundred dollars per sale. Their average sale, so Two they to were four hundred dollars. Yes, per sale. Yes, for a salesperson. Yes. Okay. So whatever that is, Man. I think. So there. How much money would I make in a year if I did that? I mean, I need to do the math on that. Okay. Yeah. But but they were making two to four hundred dollars. It was a percentage. Okay. I don't know what it was, but it makes me think that their average sale was like three thousand dollars. Okay. Right. 
they started anywhere from 1400 for a photo and video for like six hours all the way to like 4200 That's actually not too much. It's not too much. That would be a roughly 100K. I mean, it's, it's, it's a six-figure salary. Well, it's a lot out of a million-dollar territory. Yeah. If yeah. you only make like like your salesperson like, would make a hundred hundred twenty. But that's a year, off roughly. the top. Yeah, that's the thing. That's off the top. That's yeah. like that's before second payments. Yeah, right. That's like, and I think their deposits were twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So so they they they're really banking on those second payments, right? Yep. So they're like they're pretty much like dependent on accounts receivable mm-hmm. to actually come through. So the next thing that happens financially for them is they have managers. These managers get paid for every sale. And the managers are different than the Yes, salespeople okay. are different licensee. than managers. Okay. No, licensee does nothing. They sales just bought it up front. They just own it. Okay. Salesperson contractor, manager contractor. Mm-hmm. Owner, nobody. Like I every one of these people I talked to, not a single one of them knew the owner. Mm. Okay. I'd be like, who's the actual owner? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. It's super muddy and fuzzy. Okay. So you saying that makes me think each of these companies, to do this legally, each of these companies, so so say, there's, say there's New England, uh, Tolman Media, or, or Boston Tolman Media, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, there's this company. They have their own bank account. They have their own LLC. Yes. Um, 20% down. Probably got to pay the um, salesperson their $400, whatever. Yep. Great. You made money for me. Thank you. Um, they're making money. You got to pay your manager. So this is how the managers got paid. Okay. They got paid per sale, right? Yeah. They got paid $75 a sale. Okay. So you're paying your salesperson $200. you are paying your manager. $70. What does the manager do? Like everything. Managers are Catherine. Managers are you. They have to t- talk to the client, give the details all to all the people, give the options to the couple of here, or give the basically say, here's three filmmakers that could right. work, like everything. And yep. so, like, think about how messed up this is. This person gets paid upfront for ever expanding work. Mm. So, what would end up happening is they would have four to five managers a year in some territories where people yeah. are like, screw this. Like, I'm not going to do this. Like, like, so if there's a big month where they sold, the conversation, the manager told me that she was making an average of $200 a week. I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. She wasn't making, and, and so, no, the, and like, she's like, she was like, I'm a good person, so I don't want to abandon my couples because I like my job. How do they get people to even work for them at Who knows? That? I don't know. $200 I, I, a week? Well, they would tell them that, you, well, we sold so many, you're going to make so much. $800 a month? Like, it, it, the manager would be doing this full time. Well, they would tell them it's not full. Here's what my guess would be: they would say, "Hey, you're getting paid like twenty-two bucks an hour That's because like ten the, grand a year. The average for a couple, manager, the average couple, you know, like look at how many we do. Right. And the average couple only takes three hours of work. That's um, I guarantee. That's how they sold. They just didn't know what it took. No, they just lied. Like they they would mm-hmm. just they just would be like. They don't know the wedding industry, probably some of it, but some of it is the like, managers. No, the the, the the licensee, the right. owner of the company doesn't right, right. understand that like 
what it's like to freaking deal with brides. Right, right, right. And all the things and dealing with contractors and all the logistics. And yep. the fact if one couple takes five times more, you've got immediately made $10 an hour, $8 an hour on that couple. Mm, yep. You can't spend more than three hours on any single couple. Mm. So it's either a terrible experience for them yep. or a terrible experience for the manager. <laughs> and so they all bail. All the managers bail. They would be, they, yeah. Yeah, because you can't, you can't live like, off of 10 grand a year. They, they, they would be constantly quitting. Right. Right. And I think there was some kind of regional manager sometimes. I'm not really sure how that worked. Right. But anyway, so there's money gone there. Yeah. Right. Like, and then they're, in my opinion, way overpaying their shooters. Okay. So like they have like $2,000 gig and out of that $2,000 gig, like they're paying $80 an hour to a photographer and a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Like you just pissed everyone off listening a, everyone i'm just doing math our one listener is now gone jay i'm just doing math okay <laughs> like the math is like too much compared to how much they're charging yes because what did they charge two thousand dollars two thousand dollars so it's so like, like a fourteen hundred they did both photo and video no they had two yes and they would have two people so the, like a fourteen hundred dollar package was a six hour package right mm -hmm. out of that fourteen hundred dollar package they would end up paying each person four hundred dollars okay so that's thousand dollars left over, two hundred dollars of that. No, is less than a thousand six hundred left over. Fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred. Oh yeah. Four, yeah. Six hundred left over. And then two hundred dollars from the salesperson. Gone. Seventy-five dollars from the manager. Gone. And then and then the marketing budget that they had to pay. Marketing budget of at least what, four hundred a month? Yes. Minimum? Minimum, so probably more. So okay. like, I think like probably some of them are spending twenty five k a year. So 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 then, then you have your owner who has not seen any cash yet. Yep, but he has to. But he's on payments to Tolman. But he's so on he has payments to pay. To he has Tolman. to pay two thousand a month to Tolman. Oh wait, two thousand a month? Yeah, because he got free was... financing for his hundred thousand dollar buy in, man. Oh, oh. So he has to pay and that then back. Then the five to ten percent. Uh huh. So Tolman is getting the money. The owner is not getting money. The owner is getting pissed. Mm -hmm. Even though the owner technically is an idiot, hasn't paid in because it's been financed. And if they default on the financing well, that it's was not provided by Tolman Media, it's fake financing. I bet there's not legal any, but finance. But if the if Tolman financed this up front to 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 licensee, they I bet the owner has no stakes. And no actual stakes. No, they can just revoke the license. They revoke the license, and then Tolman Media takes that over. No, they just can't use any of Tolman's Tolman branding. HQ. No, 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 no. They just can't use their branding or logos, or training. So these people don't have no idea how to do anything, right? Well, so if they defaulted on their fake financing or real financing, for all we know, wouldn't Tolman no take over the license? No, the license. If you don't know, what they're like is, a brand. Which, no, no. Licensing is I can use your name. That's it. Right, but if right, that's what licensing is. But if Tolman HQ financed their portion, they are the bank. Tolman HQ is the My bank. My guess is they didn't actually do it. My guess was all that would happen would be they. Can't... I would be surprised if they actually find. You know that they financed. No, that's the language they use. Sales. It's just sales crap. He basically said you can pay me a monthly payment. Instead of paying an upfront payment. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. But like, but financing agreements have to be like actually agreed on legally. Fine. Right. You, you could have. What I think he would happen is they would just default and they would lose their so, license. So mom and dad, mom and pop, doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars. They go, oh, I don't have a hundred thousand. That's fine. You can still quote unquote own it, 
but you have to pay us more than the five to 10%. You have to pay us $2,000 a month on top of your five to 10%. Well, everyone had to pay uh, a down payment. Okay, a down payment. Yeah, that was but like, it's like not the it was whatever. a buy in. It's not that was on top of the five to ten percent. So you had to pay a buy in to get into the license, right? Then also a per- percentage okay. in perpetuity. Right, 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 right. The, well, the, the the deposit. I thought I thought that's what they were financing. Was they called that it financing. down payment? They would say like they was. It was a down payment. Okay. So so what actually the real problem would be, I think, hmm. is that the person who bought it is not have any way of actually running that business yeah they know how to they don't know how to get like tolman made them dependent on them to actually get a single contractor so like they wouldn't be able to get because they were using their system which they call dragon sumo so so dragon sumo was where the the contractors would bid for jobs i think the bidding went away but say i can work this day right and pick the days and so once they got rid of that there would be no possible way for this owner to Okay. Staff their jobs. And so- Tolman HQ is providing the contractors the, using- No, they're not. Well, they're technically providing the software. The software. Mm-hmm. Who is populating contractors in the software? I'm I'm fuzzy on that. I'm okay. not sure if you could like say, I would like to because do this. Because if you're an owner, that's not your skill set. You're not doing that. You're not cold calling videographers on Wedding Film School Facebook channel i'm not sure if they're supposed to do it or if tolman hq would be so this is the little research that i did on linkedin is there were um recruiters that was a job okay you are a recruiter for tolman media it's the same thing with all these other companies too you recruit people i'm assuming that was done through Tolman Media HQ. HQ. Probably. Populate it. You pay for access so that you can be like, oh, there's these videographers. The manager can then pluck from. Maybe the manager was the one recruiting. No, she told me they're not. She's not recruiting. So, so I asked, I asked the manager, HQ. I said to the manager, are you supposed to be recruiting people? She says, no, I didn't recruit them. The contractor manager. Right. She said, all I did was like see who was available. And I would reach out to them. Okay. Like, okay. and see, hey, will you work this date? Right, right, right. To, you, she's just lining up the dots. She's trying to get the date scheduled yep. with the people. Yep. But what would end up happening, and this is what my the next part of the domino to fall, mm-hmm. is the salespeople are getting paid a commission, right? And the salespeople want to sell as many as possible. Mm-hmm. So they say yes to everything, right? Because they're getting paid a commission, and yep. they got paid up front. So what do they care? Yep. So they're selling, 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 selling. And then these managers are like, I have no contractors. We ran into the same situation running our business where it's hard to find shooters. Yeah, this last year was hard. 2021 was hard because there's so much demand. Uh, you know, we're lucky because we have a staff mixed with some contractors, um, you know, second shooters and whatnot. And in some cases, first shooters that have been really familiar with us, um, you know, contractors that have worked with us for six years in some mm-hmm. cases. Yeah, but it's tough. It wasn't it's tough. Even easy it's for us. Because they have their own gigs and, and they run their own thing. And, well, you know, it's, it's even worse for those contractors because yeah. they definitely have their own gigs. And so a lot of times they couldn't find people. And so I asked point blank, I'm like, were you having to refund a lot of money? Mm. They're like, yes. Yeah. So they, so think about that. All the money to the salesperson. Now, maybe they had some way of re- clawing that money back from the salesperson. Sure. I don't know. Salespersons paid up front, though. Yeah, it seems like they wouldn't be able to get that money back. Well, even and and even if it is net thirty, net sixty, net ninety, you're not finding out that you don't have a shooter for the day until maybe a month before the wedding. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's definitely a problem. 
Yeah. So they were having to refund money on weddings that they couldn't fulfill. Yeah. When money on that wedding has already been invested. So like essentially yeah. like it was costing them and five, I, I $500. Bet, I bet the salesperson wedding. is actually in the legal right. I don't know much about it. Don't take my word for it as a dumb photographer, videographer, I'm not a lawyer, but um, don't sue me. <laughs> but that I think that salesperson would probably be in the right because they're like, look, I sold it. It's your fault that you don't have the shooters. I did my part of the agreement. Well, also those contractors don't work for you. Right. That are shooting the weddings, they don't have to. It's, yeah, that's it's, a Tolman because it's not a franchise; it's licensing, and there's no sure. liability and no controls. Right. Isn't that right. great? Right. You just sit back and let the system work for you. Right, and that's what was sold. Okay, and it's that's garbage. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It's not how any of it works. And I think like that's the core problem with the entire thing. Mm. Is like it was like ran by a scumbag who doesn't understand the wedding industry and doesn't understand creatives, but it thinks if I can sell them. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, then whatever, like, like there's just all these losers out there. They can't run their own businesses. They're going right. to need me, blah, blah, blah. Like that's like, and Brendan Tolman's like, oh, shucks, man. Oh, great. Oh, this is great. I'm making a lot of money. And like, like, so eventually. What Didn't you record that one video about like, sorry, we can't pay you guys. Uh, we're going to be that's uh, what I was executing on our Ponzi scheme. But he was doing this from Turks and Caicos. Is that right? I don't know. He wasn't doing it from Turks and Caicos, but on his personal YouTube, I went and looked at that was the rumor. The day no, the day that I watched it, yeah, I went and looked at his YouTube, and he had posted one day before a video from Turks and Caicos. What what does he have a YouTube like his company his own YouTube? personal YouTube? Oh, is he a travel vlogger? Yes. Oh, nice. He's trying oh. to be he's trying to be like a lifestyle it's all guy. All lining up. He he also said like he was trying to tell all the people in corporate like. When they, well, I'll get to the drama because okay. this guy eventually. I don't. We're know, not at the drama yet. No, no, no. There's so much more. Okay, drama. this so, is, this has been the boring drama. Nick okay. eventually is like, I'm out, and allegedly stole a million dollars. I don't really know the deal, but eventually, Dynasty had to close. Dynasty, the parent, yes, company of, uh, Empire. Empire <laughs> closed. Yes. Okay. And I think there was. Some Tolmans that were actually operated by Tolman. Why did HQ? they have to close if they have no operating costs? Because that guy stole a million dollars. So Tolman then, so if then, he actually stole money, this is my question. I don't know if he stole it, but he evac he he the money's gone. The money is gone. He might have just been like, "We're paying ourselves. I'm fifty percent of the board." Yes, Brandon said he stole it. Um, my guess was what happened is he's like, great. Because if he actually stole it, there's legal repercussions for stealing things in our country. My guess would be this. He could pursue him legally. He can get money yeah, back. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't steal it. Brennan's dumb. And Brennan okay, was like, okay, yeah. Brennan goes Let's like. Let's just tell it how it is. Yeah, Brennan goes like, hey, this isn't working. Our Ponzi scheme, these companies are failing. Some of these licensees, people are running terrible businesses. Let's go fix it. We have $2 million in the bank. What should we do, man bun? And then he's like, we have, to, well, no, he's thinking like, let's go spend this money because yeah. he's going, well, let's go fix it. And this guy's like, no, I'm not going to go fix that. I got my money. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. That's my guess is what happened. And he was like, and so Brennan, and this is where I feel bad for the guy. Cause he, 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 and then they had a disagreement and that's potentially why potentially he took it closed their Dynasty side. He closed. Yeah. And so then he's okay. like, Brennan starts taking a more hands-on approach with all of Tolman. Okay. He starts trying to like, there are six or seven licensees that have like total failure. Yeah. 
that are just killing everyone. He's like, as soon as and I come back from my three-week vacation in Turks and Caicos recording for my YouTube channel. So he starts trying to buy them back. I'll buy back. This. He starts buying back these licenses. Yeah. And trying to operate these tollmans. Oh, okay. That's a big no-no. Yes. Because a licensee means you have no liability. Mm-hmm. But then when you own these companies, you then acquire lots of liability. Yes. Lots of responsibility that if you don't execute on, you are liable for. Yes. As so, a business. Instead of just letting personally, them, like saying like, your license is revoked. Screw you couples. Okay. You actually didn't work for me, Tolman. You actually worked for Green Plant LLC, who was using the Tolman license. I'm sorry mm. that happened to you. Yeah. He wasn't willing to do it. And, you know, on some level, it's like, okay, I give you props. Like, you tried to do the right thing. You were trying to. Well, I mean, it. maybe. But also, maybe he was just trying to fix it so he can make more money. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to give him much benefit of the doubt. That's fine, too. I, I'm not going to try to judge his intentions. His intentions seem to have been well, bad. Well, based on what I've heard from other people, that he was... This is one case where maybe you're the good guy and, and I'll, I'll take the negative approach. Based on what I've heard from other people, he was naive. And sure. he, he was like trying to right the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of... Because he could have done the same thing Nick did. Right. He could have just been like, I'm out. So, you know, who knows? Doesn't mean, like, he's clearly not equipped to right. fix this problem, that being said. And so, you know, over the last, I don't know how long ago that happened or whatever, everything seemed to be going okay until March or until, like, October. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you they just, they were running off of all these, like, second deposit, like, basically accounts receivable. And when the money ran dry, and then, of, of course, like, we know, because we run a big volume business, Right. From July to October, that was rough. The yeah, bookings, in terms of bookings, like uh, if you're, September was pretty big for us, wasn't it? Was, it? it was okay, but yeah. it wasn't what I was hoping. Yeah, and 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 I'm looking and going. And at the end of the day, Brendan, we can just assume, right, that Brendan is Brendan. Sorry, Brendan is more of like the the people person and like not really the business guru. The business guru is gone. So well, and also they were already op- operating in the negative. They just were living off of those. They needed those payments. They needed that. They needed to book. They pro- who knows? They needed. So we're to book- assuming the million dollars that was quote unquote stolen, according to Brendan, is from the licensing agreements. Mm-hmm. That yes. big lump sum that was paid and sitting in the bank. They've which, been paying themselves, which goes away. This golden calf that's been. Going slowly, trickling down. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to upset, and he's like, I'm out of here. This isn't working. This is a terrible business model that I've created. See you later. I'm out of here. Yeah. Like 15% of our licensees are actually not generating any profits. Yeah. Okay. And it's all mi- coming into view now. And they're okay. missing all their payments, and I'm out. Yeah. So, so like, that's my guess. And, and uh, like, I did see actually on, again, on, on LinkedIn, I saw that um, Tolman Media. HQ was taking over, I think, the Hawaii one. Uh, I saw like a post about that. So assuming some of these are closing because probably either they're doing a poor job, they're not doing well, or the owner is like, dude, you told me I'd be making money. You guys are taking all the money. I'm I'm out. out. Why am I even putting my name on this? I'm done. And like, what are you going to do about it? You don't even have a real agreement with me. Yeah. And, And especially the owner, if they didn't. If everything was financed up front, maybe they put a down payment, but if, if most of it was financed up front, like, oh yeah, I lost this 10 grand. I think I don't want to even think about this if anymore. You're I don't want the liability. If you're actually operating a shady business, you don't want to take anyone to court. Right. 
And so like Pullman's not going to take anyone to court because all that person has to say is, how about all the people that you call contractors that are actually employees? Mm-hmm. So, because what it, after all the drama going, what they started doing in January is they started shifting all their managers to W two employees because somebody told them like, "Uh, bro, these are not contractors; these yeah. are employees." Maybe when he tried to fix it, he brought someone in like an accountant, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, "You have to make them out." So they shifted. But they them did off. have a uh, uh, CFO. No, no, in under the licensees. Yes. Yes. So, so under the licensees, they have only contractors. Mm. So they had, but they're not contractors. I wonder so, so if like, their model said, hey, in the model, these people can all be contractors, which is not inf- good information. Yes. That is what the model says. They that literally have crazy. a chart. They literally have a chart. That's crazy that they were paying them as contractors. They have a chart the like place. where it's like boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And then the third level of the, ch- like, is the bottom of it is shooter, sales, person yeah manager right right and you're like they're not contractors they're working 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. they're not contractors those people have to like they're just employees Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not sure how it differs between that and a virtual assistant i don't really know and and i think biden is trying to get rid of all contractors subcontractors well basically like uber a virtual assistant like i have a virtual assistant and she Mm -hmm. has like three other people she works for Mm -hmm. that's the difference she's unfaithful to you sure she does my emails that's all i care yeah but like, but at the end of the day, like if those managers could like work for Stop Go Love too, mm-hmm. helping us with our like they had a service called like Wedding Managers Inc. Mm-hmm. That would be one thing. Yeah, that's not how it operated. And so like he's trying to shift them over. So there's all kinds of crazy dysfunction there. Hmm. One lesson to learn is I don't know, learn how to actually run a business and don't just pay attention to. I'm here on YouTube saying this, but like. <laughs> Don't just listen to like. Don't just listen to kooks on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube gurus and like all these people. Anyone who's like, you can do this. Like, I, I would just say take everything with a grain of yeah, salt. Yeah, and the crypto bros on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like God. essentially like in what he ended up doing. Yeah, but like so the whole thing falls apart, and so now to really the thing, which is, what the heck? What do we do about this crap? Like, because mm. I'm looking at this and going, there's no way a shooter would have, there's no red flags. Mm. Now there are red flags for the business owner. And there are red flags when contractors stop getting paid. Yeah. But by, if, by if, then if, it's probably too late. It's too late. At that point it's too late. And so it's like, you might be working for a company like, you know, I have known nothing about NST other than they advertise. You might be working for NST and they pay you every time and it's fine. Mm. And they're like, no, I don't do that. We don't operate like that. They're fine. Right. And And I remember even talking to a creative and like, they're doing, 30 gigs and 20 of them are for another company. And I was like, oh, don't do that. And cause that's like my natural instinct, right? Is don't, don't work for those people. Uh, yeah, carpet baggers. Yeah. And then I was looking at their income. Yep. And I was like, they really need to work for them. Yeah. Like, and I was like, that's like how many people really need those gigs. And like, it's especially when you're b- first breaking in, mm-hmm. it's like, we talk to people all the time, people who dude. Just and suck it's just, at business. You're not good at business. Your website isn't great. You know, by the way, you should listen to WFS Live. Every once in a while, we do website critiques. <clears throat> that aside, people aren't good at it. So it's like they get into the industry and maybe they still have a lot to learn. They're still developing their own brand, whatever. It's like the thing that holds them over and allows them to buy the gear. And maybe some of them just enjoy it like um, while they're building their brand. And it gives them the experience. It gives them the footage. Well, just, whatever. You know, like like I know good filmmakers who you would be surprised. Build your yeah. You gotta fill your schedule. With, yeah, they're just filling their schedule. Yeah. And so, like, it's like 
well, you know, if you tell people they shouldn't be doing that, I think you got to really take a hard look at like, what is your privilege level of like, I'm privileged to not have to do that. Yeah. But some others do. And that's okay. Right. right? And it's like, then what's the, then like, how do you solve the problem? Right. Well, there should be no national chains. There should be no like random people running businesses that I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There should be no random people running filmmaking businesses with people's wedding days that have no idea how to hire anyone or what they're doing. I agree with that. Right. But I think the real crux of the problem is, is like, well, then how do you solve it? Because that person wants to pay $1,400 for photo and video. Right. And do you want to do that? No, I would never do that. Right. Okay. Like I keep telling this Bible verse, right? If a demon is cast out of the house and you leave the house empty, seven demons will come to replace it. And mm-hmm. it's like this concept of like nature abhors a vacuum. Right, right. Like if there's a demand for a $1,400 photo video package mm-hmm. and you don't fulfill it, right? Uh, some demon will come in and sell it. Right. And it's I, like, I, I don't know what to do about that. Especially when they're paying I, someone pretty good money to fulfill the gig. Yeah. I would. So this is my initial thought. I mean, initially, like, I do hate these companies. I think they're terrible. And and probably only because I haven't seen people or know about people who've done it really well. Like, George Street almost went under. That's what I've heard. I, I allegedly, according to some I mean, I can't imagine how to. you can make, because the editing costs they pay are so low. Like, I can't imagine the film. Right, but, good, but, but, but they just fill it with minutiae. And, like, who knows? People structure it. Like, this is a crazy model. Like, who in their right mind would have thought of that initially? Like it, it, it's not the way any of us creatives would have thought of it. Maybe business people, um, but uh, but I think that um, you never know. Like I look at them and I'm like, I just see the failures over and over and over again. So I'm like, I hate these companies. I think they drag our our business down. Sure. I think now uh, any of my couples who have heard about Tolman Media, about Glass or Images, whoever they associate meet with them sure i hate that yeah because i care and you can tell the work that i do is much better than the work that tolman media did i'm sorry it's it's like objectively better. yeah you can look at it and be like uh and and i care and i have the planners to prove it i have the reviews to prove it which is actually another thing is scary is because you look at tolman media and i'm sure they have five stars through tons of reviews tons because of reviews. all they are is a marketing company. Right. So they're great at that. So they're, that's they're not give, something I'm great at. They're giving all these people this massive leg up on right. the guy who, cause the, their local competition. Yep. So my, my initial thought after thinking that and actually hating these companies is like, yeah, I hate these companies, but why should I care? There's always been this like leachy, part of the underbelly of our industry, who's just a bunch of bottom feeders. Why should I care about the Craigslist guy who ripped someone off? Like that couple deserves that. If they go with a couple, a company that wants to, it's only charging $1,500, they deserve exactly what they get. What do you say to the person who would think that? Cause that's my initial thought. I think that's not true. Because I think everyone deserves to have beautiful wedding photos and videos. They just have to pay for it. I agree, but they just have to pay for well, the question a is, less risky choice. The question is not should they pay more because they might not be able to. I, that's my thing. It's like they can't. Some people literally can't. And so the question is, should someone else work for that? Is it abuse? To work six hours for $1,400 or 10 hours for $2,000. Photo and video. If you're a husband and wife team 
And I don't think it's abuse for the contractor. No, no, no. Even the business owner. Let's imagine. No, the no, only, no. The couple. The only solution is that people who aren't those people mm-hmm. be willing to work for those prices. Mm-hmm. That's the only solution. Other than that, like if there was a bunch of awesome people who could actually do a little bit of marketing yeah, and could fulfill the demand level at, at the price people wanted to pay with integrity, mm-hmm. that would solve the problem. I'm saying from the couple's perspective, if the couple is willing to pay $1,400, who am I to care if they get what they get? I mean, I or don't th- maybe their film doesn't even get. Uh, here's shot. what I would say. I don't care if it's good. No, they shouldn't expect a good video. And I, I, I don't care about that. That's not my problem. You bought the cheapest possible video. You get the worst possible video. And that is not, but they should get a video. And someone should be able to show up. Well, and they shouldn't yeah. lose a seven hundred dollar deposit that they never get back. With like that shouldn't happen. I, I think a lot of filmmakers will say, "Good, I'm glad that those couples got screwed." It doesn't help you. Though. Not necessarily. They will never come out and say that. But yeah, good. Like that's why you hire good people. People always say that, and I always think it's like you being spiteful only hurts us. Like the fact that we let that company, it's like every single year this happens and every single year, the response of the wedding filmmaking and photography community is shows you pay more money. And then I'm like, actually shows you people are not going to be paying more money now. Maybe there's a reason why only 60% of brides get a videographer because we're not trustworthy industry. Is that part of the reason? Yes, because we're not reputable. As an industry, they don't know the difference between me and that person, Mm -hmm. you know, and they don't understand its value. And how do you even explain it being one of the good guys? Yeah. We're the good guys. Oh yeah. Well, you're, we're expensive, right? Uh, And it's like, yeah, no. So it is complicated though, because I'm like, well, you know what I like to, I I did an interview with the Smiths, uh, which is season three. I don't know when we're going to release it, but Max Smith and his wife, and we were talking about their start. And they did like 30, 40 weddings their first year off Facebook ads for like 2K. Whoa. I want to hire him full time to just run my marketing. Well, they're doing their own thing. They're not charging that now. Yeah. But they like, they were delivering. Oh, I thought you were saying 2K, they ran ads for 2K. Oh, no, no. I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, it may be, they might, it might have been like 400 a month. Who knows? It was, they did. Yeah. 2K, I would be like. It was like 10% of their. Sure. Like it, it's normal when yeah. you would expect, yeah. but they, but they, but like they worked, they pay their dues right at the part of the market that was where there was easy demand to fulfill. And so someone looked and goes, I can hire the Smiths mm-hmm. or I can hire Tolman media. This one looks better. I'll pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And like, I think people would do that. Yeah. And I think like if the bottom, if the people who are at the bottom of the market, and this is why I think stuff like this is important, right? If you're starting a business and you're at the beginning of your career, yeah. fix your website or Tolman Media will eat your lunch. Yeah. Fix your poster frames or Tolman Media will eat your lunch. Fix your social media. Like do the stuff that you can do for free. Fix yeah. it. It's 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 like the reason why these companies can come in and take like it's like, well, I'm charging fifteen hundred and they're charging fifteen hundred. Why are they beating me? Uh go look at your disgusting not profile. Mm-hmm. which has the it's terrible images. And yeah. these people have professional images that they're shipping out from all across the country. Right. I was going to say, like, literally their images are from, like, freaking Denali. And you're like... They have 1,600 weddings to pick from. Yeah. They have the best photos that you can compare to, like, 
they have one image that looks like a Benj Heist image. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great looking. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, so you, that's, you have to be better at the bottom of the market. So mm -hmm. I, and, and like, you have to meet demand where it is. You can't vacate it and allow these people, these people to come in and take all the work and you need to compete with them. And that's what makes the industry better. Mm -hmm. What makes the industry better is like the people at the bottom of the market actually start fighting fire with fire. Mm -hmm. It's like you have, you own a camera, go make better images. Like, well, I should get paid more. If you literally cannot figure out a way to get seven better images than Tolman Media, yeah. you suck. Yeah. Quit. Go work for someone else. You're not in it. You're not a business owner. You're not ready for this. Yeah. You know, and go shoot your gigs, whatever. I don't care, but don't complain. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's like, because like Tolman Media is not eating our lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the one encouraging thing that I took away from my deep dive into was I didn't really see a lot of employees. There's probably 40 pages of like people that have worked for Tolman and not, I think there was like one person in New Hampshire that worked for them. That Based I was on what I could see. see, like there were huge like, in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 But like uh, most, Salt Lake City, I think. Is well, he's from based. Salt Lake City. Yeah. But mainly Tons what people from Salt Lake City. Mainly what they're doing is they're targeting like rural parts of America where mm -hmm. there isn't like a super developed wedding industry. Yes. And, and at that price, for at that sure. price, especially. And yep. so, you know, like I don't, I always try to look and say, how are we contributing? How do we stop these people from, I always say like, okay, you got to beat them. Yeah. Like you got to somebody at the, like, like you got to beat them. And like, if you're, if, so you, you think we can fix this part of the industry. Maybe. A, you think know. we can? Or like, you know, I'll, I don't know. Like it might just be the part of the market that's always populated by these types of people. But mm -hmm. if you wanted to fix it, you would have to have providers that were offering a similar branding experience right. with the same price. So, so if you want to beat them in this price point, if you're just starting off, like just realize if you're starting off, you're going to have to find ways to beat some people like Tolman Media. At you better that price have point. way better product. And they are spending outspending these people by a lot. By a lot. Um, they are also providing probably 80% of whatever a person or maybe a better product than a person in this price range can provide. Yep. And they might be hiring you. And so like literally yeah, you're on the they're same They're taking thing. your work. You're and literally then they're on... paying you a percentage of the work that you would have been able to make on your own. It's it's what the thing I keep saying is like how many times I've heard people complaining, like, I'm not going to work for $2,000. I'm worth more than that. Mm -hmm. But I will work for you for $800 for the exact same gig that I could have had if I was willing to work for $2,000. Yeah. And I'm like, that's where – this is where my brain breaks a little. It's like – Sure. So you're so open in your schedule that you can take 20 gigs from a company like Tolman Media. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Well, my prices are too high for the market. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just lower your prices. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm not going to do that because my value. Okay, well, your value is $800 a day. Like that's your value is whatever you're willing to work for. Mm -hmm. And you clearly are willing to work for $600. Are you a business owner? Are you a contractor? And like I don't really care if you want to do both, but mm -hmm. like you got to like start thinking about like when I'm working for this company, I'm not working my own gig. And why is that? And is if it's because of price, if like a bunch of couples would have been willing to give you $2,000, it's like, well, what about editing? Well, do what they do. Outsource someone. I don't know. Like, if you set up a separate brand that you do the cheap weddings under, I, I don't care. But, like, if you really don't want them to eat your lunch, you have to beat them. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can, like, you know why I don't have to fight them? Because I'm beyond them. Mm-hmm. And, like, get beyond them. That's cool. That's a great goal. Everyone should try to not be competing for the bottom of the market. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. But it's like, that's tricky, though, because if someone's getting started, they don't know anything. Yeah. You know? So how could they... Well, it's it's the deck is so set against them. It's you're working with inexperience both on the contractor side, but then also on the bride and groom side. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know better. They're just like, hey, stop, go love. They're char- they want to charge me eight thousand dollars for what I want, versus this company, Tolman Media. That we're gonna get photo and video for fourteen hundred. I look at and most people, dude, most people don't know the difference. They don't know what a good they don't know what a good wedding film is, and frankly, a lot of them don't care mm-hmm. they don't care there is so, a couple that would never ever pay for a good film but nope. they will pay for certain deliverables mm-hmm. and that's all they care yep. about yep they're like hey talk to any dude like what we do is so emotional it's an emotional luxury purchase most dudes would be like dude if i can find a photographer for 500 dollars, i don't care i don't even care about photography at all you have a ton of dudes out there who would be like if we could get away with not spending any money and we could elope at the courthouse, that's what most people are motivated by. Yep. I want to have a new truck. <laughs> so most people are motivated by that up front. So if they're able to be like, hey, let's just compromise. Yeah, we can get a photographer, but I want to spend $1,400 instead of $8,000. They're going to choose that. Yep. So yep. Uh, the deck is stacked against the industry existing and becoming a much more mature industry. And I don't know how you solve it. Cause like you said, I don't necessarily want to tell a new videographer don't work for a company like that. I would just hope that better companies would come along that actually care, that actually want to do what they say they're going to do and, you know, not screw couples and contractors. Well, and I would say pay. we're trying to fix it on the way we can, which is hopefully if you're getting started, you're understanding what's against you and you're understanding the importance of branding and marketing and creating an actual experience for couples and that it's not just your images because if it was just about the photo and video, no one would be booking these things. But I will tell you this, I looked at all their pixie sets and all their, because they're not very organized. So I just went through their Google drives and looked at their folders and look at all their, pretty good. Pretty good. There's a lot of good, talented artists that yeah. are shooting for these people, especially in the Midwest, places where it's harder to get gigs. And so, like, you're actually not that much better than them. Mm. And like, you got to be realistic about that. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it, you actually like it is tough to compete there, which is why I actually probably think that the real solution is in national change with integrity, mm. paying you people, creating these opportunities at the bottom of the market. You know, and, you know, if you get good enough, you start your own thing, you rise above it. But, like, I think there's no way for these young people to compete with these companies. Mm-hmm. They're just too much marketing knowledge, too much. They, they, they don't make any missteps on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have this great film and I go to your site and have the pages stay under construction. Mm-hmm. It's like you're toast. Yeah. It's over for you. Like, oh, and, and you want to charge three times more. And you think that that's the couple cares about talking to you and they don't like all this stuff. It's like, but at least you're going to send them a candle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so sorry to be depressing on today's podcast, but I I just thought it was interesting Yeah, because it exposes a lot of the things I had suspicions about Mm. 
at the bottom of the market. It proves to me that real motivations of couples. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it's just interesting hot goss on how this crazy stuff happens. And who knows? That's the part is like me as a wedding filmmaker who runs, you know, a lot of people would be like a volume brand, although I would also say I'm charging a lot more than uh, a lot of the people that would call us a volume brand. Uh, that that's that's the arrogant part. I like a successful brand. A successful brand, sure. But um, I would say that um, just understanding that part of the industry helps me be informed as a business owner, as a creative, as a person who works with other people and understanding what their motives are, understanding business in general. Um, all these are qualities into, you know, what I guess why this is interesting and how it can help our business. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this was somewhat interesting to you. If you made it this far, the, you know, one person, maybe we, we won them back. They got bored with, you know, the other gurus podcast um, and came back to us. Um, I would say hopefully this has been informative to you. Um, and if it is, I have a $2,500 digital marketing course I'll sell you. <laughs> No, actually, we do have a coaching session. So maybe, you know, Jason, I, I would say, uh, is probably one of the most informed pers- people in the wedding film industry uh, when it comes to uh, running a business and all different types of businesses. Um, and in general, like, um, we're very informed about the different tiers of wedding film business that are out there. We actually run three ourselves. Uh, in, addition, in addition to an outsourcing company. So we're well, pretty well informed. And if you're looking to have a little bit of coaching, Jason does offer uh, coaching sessions. Go to the weddingfilm.school website and you can book a coaching session there. Uh, as usual, check out our... I want to say one thing about coaching. Yeah. So there's limited time periods on there. Um, Your time we, is very valuable. Well, and also Jason. limited. Yeah. I don't have... But I will say, if the time periods that are on there don't work for you, yep. so you have people reaching out, um, you can just email us at contact at weddingfilm.school. And you can say, hey, I'd like to do a coaching, but I didn't see any dates that were available. And we will, we, we can schedule it that way. Okay, cool. Uh, per usual, guys, check out the Facebook group. It's probably the best wedding film Facebook group um, out there. And uh, you can ask your questions. You can get answers from plenty of wedding filmmakers, both new and old, or new and experienced, I would say. They're not all old. Um, And also check out our two YouTube channels. Check out The Wedding Film School, uh, as well as The Wedding Film School Show. Give both of those a follow. Guys, thank you so much for your support. Um, I love doing this show. I think it's a lot of fun. We clearly don't make a lot of money doing it, but I think just... This is our terrible business decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and luckily, we can afford to do it. Uh, but uh, hopefully, it's been fun. Hopefully, um, you've enjoyed it and have learned and grow and made our industry overall uh, a better place to thrive. So uh, we will see you again next week here on the Wedding Film School show. Amen. <laughs>